With Father's Day right around the corner, what do you give to the man who has everything? Easy. You give him an experience he'll never forget. You give him Omaha Steaks because a world-class dad deserves a world-class steak. The Father's Day experts at Omaha Steaks have made it easy to put a smile on the big guy's face this summer with hand-selected gift packages starting at just $89. Just go to omahasteaks.com and use the promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout for an additional discount when you shop gourmet gift packages for Father's Day. With Omaha Steaks, the possibilities are endless. Endless flavor, endless variety, and endless value. Truly, they have perfected more than just steak. Your dad is guaranteed to love every bite. Go to omahasteaks.com, use the promo code BLUEWIRE to get an exclusive savings. Shop for unforgettable gifts that are guaranteed to make dad's day. Because if there's one thing that Omaha Steaks knows, it's the dads want steak. That's omahasteaks.com, promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout to save on exclusive packages starting at just $89. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Welcome to the Super Draft Show, the lineup building show here at Roto Grinders. We're going to build some lineups and kind of go position by position, trying to build a cash lineup here on Wednesday. A lot can change from now until lineup lock, but um, going to give you guys our early thoughts on some potential cash game plays and some tournament plays that we like, maybe heading into the weekend. I'm joined this week by my Buddy, my NBA guy, Meansy, it's it's getting closer to NBA season. I'm I'm sure you're excited for some NBA product over there on Superdraft, really taking advantage of guys um, with the multipliers. Man, I didn't even think about that. That's a great call. Uh, yeah, NBA is close. Uh, NFL is closer because tomorrow is week seven. So, yeah, it's uh, we were talking about a little before we went on. It's um, you know, a lot can change, like you just said, but it's kind of a first look type thing. Uh, it's still a different product that most people are used to so it's good to just get used to it a little bit and if nothing else it's an hour to just talk nfl and build some lineups you know so i have the super draft lobby up here if you guys haven't checked them out it's superdraft.io. Um, use the promo code grinders you'll get ten dollars when you make your first deposit over there i have three of their major tournaments here opened up so they have a twenty dollar their main staple gpp here uh it's called the red zone 
they have this smaller tournament this week. It's the Super 8. It's a $10,000 tournament. It's only 8 bucks. You can only enter it 40 times, so you're not playing against 150 entries. And the, the min cash is double X. So you're doubling your money if you min cash here. Um, I like this new tournament by them. There's only there's less than 1,500 people in this tournament. You're still getting, you know, really decent payout here, um, you know, returning $1,000 on 8 bucks potentially. So um, – if you if you haven't checked them out, this might be a really good tournament for the lower bankroll players. They have a three dollar tournament. Um, they have a one dollar tournament that has a thirty five dollar or thirty five person entry. So, if you want to check them out, they have plenty of tournaments. If you listen to the morning grind today, I want to on a rant on game selection and how if you're playing five teams, it's probably not best to play it in the millie maker and stuff like that. So, um, let's get started here. Um, let's start with quarterback. We'll, we'll look at these guys that are one to 1.3 X. Uh, is there anybody that's really standing out to you in this one to 1.3? That's a potential cash game play or just somebody that you like in general. I mean, if we were looking at just the one to 1.3, then Josh Allen would probably be one against Miami just because of how brutal they are defensively. They are last in DVOA. Um, we know Allen can get, Get there with his legs, get there with his arm. Um, I haven't – I'm going to pull up their team total when I throw it back to you. I haven't looked and see what where they stand yet this week with the rest of the, the teams. You know, we got a handful of teams on by. So, yeah, I'm looking at that little group right there. I would say Josh Allen would be um, one guy to look at uh, in the 1 to 1.3 area. Yeah, um, I like that call. He dominated the Dolphins last year, too. He had big games. They have a 28-and-a-half implied total here. The game only has a 40-and-a-half implied total. Uh, they're big-time home favorites. So, three, four touchdown projected implied total here. Um, you know, the running back situation is going to be kind of, you know, 50-50, 60-40 potentially this weekend with Singletary expected to be back. So, I like the Josh Allen call. I don't think you can go wrong with Kyler Murray at this point. Um, he's just – he has such a high floor. You're getting a 1.15x multiplier. Honestly, at quarterback, I like to kind of take advantage of these multipliers, so kind of scrolling down a little bit here. I have interest in Daniel Jones. Um, I, I think he's really interesting. Arizona, they're allowing a ton of fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. Uh, what are your thoughts on Daniel Jones, and what are your thoughts on – Garoppolo this weekend going into Washington facing that um, terrible Washington defense. Yeah, Jones would have been the other one I mentioned from a cash game perspective just because he, you know, the floor has helped a little too with his legs, uh, not nearly as much as Josh Allen, but still still applies. Garoppolo would probably, I'd probably save that for, probably save that for GPPs um, just because he's right there with those guys. I'd be, I'd be fine with it, absolutely. In that format, I'd stick to the other two for cash. Um Trying to look here at some other other guys kind of in that range. Maybe like – maybe Matt Stafford as we move up a little bit. He'd be someone I'd be a little interested in against Minnesota. Uh, maybe Aaron Rodgers a little lower at, uh, at 1.25. Those guys are in the mix, I think, for, for cash games for me. Yeah, I was I was disappointed, Andy. I pulled up Super Draft earlier today, and Ryan Tannehill is not 2X. Um, I would have <laughs> totally played him. No joke. Um if he was 2X, he's 1.55. I think he's worth looking at in tournaments at 1.55 uh, just because, honestly, we really just don't know what, what to expect with Ryan Tannehill. He can't be worse than Mariota at this point. And 
he really never had a good system in Miami. He was never healthy long enough. So, like, we really don't know what to expect from Ryan Tannehill. We want to give him slack and, like, we want to, you know, say that he's not great. And he probably isn't great. But, like, this guy was drafted really high. You know, we really just haven't seen – we've had, you know, brilliant spots for him. But at 1.55, he's worth looking at in tournaments. Um, Minshew's a little interesting, too. 1.4x multiplier there going up against Cincinnati. I think he's a potential play. Just trying to take advantage of these multipliers. Like, any interest here in Fitzmagic at 1.6? A little bit. Um, Again, probably more of a a GPP guy, but definitely some interest there. I do like the Gardner Minshew call. Uh, He's at, what is he, at 1.4. Bengals struggling against the pass, as always. Struggling uh, against both facets of that, actually. They're 30th in DVOA DVOA against the pass. So, yeah, I like uh, like Minshew, too. I'd consider him for cash games. Um, And one guy, I mean, I think Jacoby Brissett needs to be mentioned too for cash games at 1.5. Like they're going up against Houston and that game has a a decent total. I think the Colts, the the Colts still favored last I checked. Uh, Yeah. They're slight favorites. Yeah. It's in in Indy. Um, I, I mean, he's pretty good. He's pretty good. He had a, he had a rough one. I think, but they're a, were they by last week? And then I think it was two weeks ago. I, I I had a lot of him and didn't, he didn't do that well. It might've been, I don't know if it was the chief games or what, but I forget. But yeah, I think at, at 1.5, I have some interest in Brissett. Um, I think I, I like the spot for the Colts. So I think you could throw him in the cash game mix too. What do you think of him? Yeah. He's another guy that I don't mind. I probably would go Minshew at 1.4 before I'd go Brissett at 1.5 in cash, but Everything you're talking about here, you know, they have a 24 applied um, total. You know, you look at the spot, it's definitely a spot that I don't mind targeting here. But the thing that I like, you know, about Minshew is, you know, like you said, they're they're really bad in DVOA. They're allowing the fourth most fantasy points to quarterbacks. The only issue that I have is they're allowing the most fantasy points to running backs. And I think that, you know, this is a really good spot for Leonard Fournette, which might hurt Minshew's upside a little bit. But in cash games at 1.4x, I think he's definitely in play. Um, all right, we need, to, we need to decide on a guy here for this initial build. Um, taking multipliers into effect here, who do, who do we want to roll with this early in the week? It sounds like we were kind of in on the Josh Allen thing kind of together with Daniel Jones, kind of that group. Um, Miley yeah, was probably was, Josh Allen. I was thinking Jones, you're thinking Allen. I'm going to take the extra .1 multiplier and go with um, Jones here. So I I think we're on the right track. The the Bills, this is the format that I load up on the Bills, by the way. Um, We'll talk about it as we're going here. Running back, you know, obviously McCaffrey on bye. Don't have to even worry about him this week. We could potentially have some value here with Kamara um, banged up and Gurley banged up. So, obviously, that could open up things. So, it's tough for cash as far as running backs go. Barkley expected back here, and they're saying that the workload could be really normal for him. So, if we're looking at these top-end running backs, um, 1 to 1.3, is there anybody you would just go ahead and just say, I don't really need the multiplier, I just want the points? Fournette, <laughs> he's, he's, he's 1.2. You kind of alluded to it that they're not like the Bengals are about as bad against the run as they are the past. So he would be one. I would be fine playing Saquon. At least you got the 1.1. 1. 1. Um, and just to piggyback on what you said about the injury situation, um, I saw I, I didn't see it yet on Twitter, 
Um, but I saw like maybe an hour ago on our Discord channel that uh, the Saints signed Zach Zinner. So that kind of might be an indication of what's going on with Kamara this week too. And I think Latavius is at 1.8. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about it when we get there. Like he's he's a fantastic play in this format if Camara doesn't play, even in a tough matchup against Chicago. So um I like the Fournette play, I like the Barkley play. Scrolling down here, Chris Carson, if we get news that Penny's not gonna be playing again, I think Chris Carson's worth a look. Um everybody has fallen in love with Mark Ingram this year. Like his ownership every every week seems to be really high. But as we scroll down here, we get into some of these like iffy type running backs but the guy that really stands out to me is a guy that's getting a ton of work in a great matchup here it's josh jacobs he's 1.45 x um we look at the workload has been very solid for him recently they've been on weird slates so we really haven't seen it they had the london game uh then they were off but he had 26 carries in the in week five before they went on by so i think josh jacobs here at 1.45 x going into green bay a team that has really struggled against the run is very interesting. Yeah. And it's half point PPR on this site for those who don't know. So he's not as involved in the, uh, in the past game as you would, as you would like, but it, it doesn't mean as much on a half point PPR site. So I'm, I'm on board with that. <laughs> I feel like we need to, I feel like someone needs to do a deep dive on the Mark Ingram thing. Like what in the, who is out there saying is, is it a glitch? Why is he so, why is he so popular on like these on the Millie, like 30% Millie's like what in the world's going on there? I think, you know, he was, like, the preseason darling, too. So, like, I think that has some effect to it. But. And, like, week one, he had three touchdowns or whatever. Like, yeah. is recency bias that heavy? My God. <laughs> it's tough to say. Football, there's so much information in general when it comes to football that, you know, it doesn't matter where somebody's touted because, you know, there's so much. So, um, looking in this one point five to 1.6 range is there anybody that's kind of standing out to you here i mean i'm i'm a little scared to say it but carry on johnson he's 1.55 i hate taking running backs against the vikings but the multi what you when you factor in the multiplier um i'm kind of on board with it you know i don't i don't think uh i'm looking at the fantasy stuff the fantasy points per game right now they're not they weren't as good they aren't as good this year as they were last year but still really really um really tough against running back so but again 1.55 so i have some interest in him um let's let's see down here i mean frank gore's 1.65 i guess a little interest but well i like the receivers on the buffalo side a little more as we'll get to in a second they have some decent multipliers i know you alluded to it a second ago too um man carson's at well, Carson's at one point three. Yeah, we well, already you already mentioned him. Did um, the rush or the Rashad Penny thing? I know he was inactive last week. Did that was that injury related? Because I was out and about, and I did not see why he was inactive. I don't think it actually ever really came out. I, I think I thought it was injury related, but um, I can look it up really quick. And there are they, and they're they always play late game. Usually play late games. That's going to be the case again. So you kind of have to. I mean, he's all, he's going to be fine regardless. Uh, it was a hamstring I, injury, yeah, even he, but he practiced in full all week. So was it That's really fishy. a hamstring injury? I don't know. Fishy. So I think they're just saying Chris Carson's our guy. Um, yeah. I think pro size yeah. fumble or something. Mm-hmm, I think so. Yep. So like Carson, he's in line for work. Um, so you mentioned half point PPR site. So 
Derrick Henry in this type of format, always worth looking at because he does score a bunch of touchdowns. His multiplier is 1.6. Andy, after last week, you know, Grant and I talked about it. There wasn't a ton of like high multiplier um, plays last week. I feel like it opened up a little bit more this week and just kind of looking at it like Henry's 1.6, Coleman's 1.6. It's a timeshare with Brita, but you're getting that 1.6. So if you get the touchdown, I think Washington's allowing the fourth most fantasy points to running backs and San Francisco's leading the league in running back fantasy points. We hate the fact of playing Joe Mixon right now because he's been so awful, but you're, you have to take the bias out when you're looking at a 1.7 multiplier against Jacksonville. Um, You know, Malcolm Brown's 1.7, but honestly like Henderson would be the guy um, if Gurley misses for me because he's 1.9 X. I agree with that. And the Mixon thing, like the name Jacksonville Jaguars defense, like that really stands out. But guess who's dead last in rush rush defense DVOA? The Jacksonville Jaguars. So <laughs> I'm I'm considering Mixon and Cash on on the side at 1.7. And I like the Henry call 1.6. Also, his snaps were down a little last week. That was a little concerning. Um, but it's, he still had 15 carries. So if I'm picking between the two, I'm going to pick Mixon uh, and just take that extra little that extra little multiplier. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm not afraid to play him against the Jags. Yeah. And you know, we've, we've already seen multiple times this year if Cincinnati's behind, they'll still run the ball. So um, I'm going to go ahead and throw Mixon into this team because early week, yeah. like I don't like the, like the idea of playing Mixon just in general right now, but it's really hard to pass on Mixon at 1.7 X. Um, the multiplier is just, you know, you, you get in the end zone there, what it's 10 points um, roughly. So touchdowns if he scores two touchdowns you're looking at 20 points without any yards or anything like that so a touchdown floor of 10 always seems nice um just kind of scrolling down what's your thoughts here on carlos hyde um 1.7 x we're starting to see him work more and more into this offense um the colts they've been really solid against the run um as far as fantasy points but the dvoa tells us that we should continue to play running backs against the colts yeah, you make a good point, man. Um, I'm just looking here at the snaps here. 26 carries last week, Andy. Like, yeah. coming off of a yeah. week where he had 21. Like, they're saying, Duke Johnson, you're our pass-catching guy, and Hyde's our guy. Yeah, the last two weeks especially, it's been, I don't know, about 65-35 Hyde. Yeah, 26 carries last week, 21 the week before. So, yeah, I mean, the Vegas has this game close, too. I mean, I I think I kind of have to I kind of have to agree with you. What's his multiplier? It's one point seven. Like we're we're getting yeah. these high upside multiplier guys this week. Yeah, man. I I personally would not play that in cash games. I love it I for tournaments. Mixon. Yeah, I would say like a Mixon and a Fournette probably in uh, cash games because I still really like the one point two on Fournette. But yeah, I mean. I think that's just one of those things where I think you can just buy low a little bit on Hyde and kind of try to beat the market. To It's because it, the trend is it looks like they want to go more towards him. So I kind of agree with you, man. Getting ahead is um, getting ahead is always, you know, something that's fun and, you know, something that you, you think you're doing. And then all of a sudden like you open ownership and you're like, Oh, I guess I wasn't ahead that much. So um the other thing about Carlos Hyde too is he kind of got a price increase on some of the um salary format sites so like you're still getting him at a discount but like you know I I still think that there's upside 
we kind of talked about it already. If if we get news that Gurley's out, Henderson would be a cash game guy for me at 1.9x. Um, I wouldn't even really think twice about it. He he outperformed Brown. Brown's banged up now too. Um, I, I think Henderson would be the guy if we get news going up against Atlanta. The dude can catch the ball to the backfield. Like, is there a reason not to play Henderson at 1.9 in cash if if we get news that Gurley's out? I I would need to know that. Brown is going to be limited or something too, because Henderson only played like 30% of snaps last week. So that worries me. Definitely. Yeah, um, for sure. Um, And I think that, you know, maybe you don't take the risk in cash. Maybe it's more of a tournament play. Um, You mentioned Fournette. We're going to plug him in here. We'll play Mixon and Fournette early week build. I think Fournette's floor is really high. You look at just the volume that he has in general right now, and you look at, you know, Cincinnati against the run. I hate having our running backs against each other, but again, like Mixon's multiplier is just so high. It's really hard to pass on. So um, wide receivers here looking at one to 1.2. Is there anything, first of all, the first thing that stands out to me is I I know McLaurin has been my dude and I've hyped him (laughs) up every single week that he's played um, in general. There is zero chance I'm playing McLaurin this week on Super Draft at 1.2 going up against San Francisco. I think San Francisco's defense is elite, just so everybody knows. I feel like you're a little ahead of the curve on that one too, Stevie. I think you've been saying that for several weeks now. Listen, I will give all credit to Eric Crane. He he was on it on week one, but I jumped aboard the rest of the games. Um, but, yeah, like I've played McLaurin a lot this year. We don't give credit to Eric Crane on this on this show. That no, we don't do that. That's all you see. Me. Um, yeah, I, I'm not playing him either. But yeah, no, you said like one to one point three range. Lock it. Yeah, just kind of looking at the the top guys here. Like honestly, yeah. there's not, not a lot that's standing out to me here at the top. I think you know maybe Cooper Cup just because of volume, but it's a half point PPR site, so I'm looking more for touchdowns. And like Michael Thomas is in a tough matchup. We're thinking like. If if Jalen Ramsey plays this week, are they going to use him as a shadow corner like Jacksonville? I think that's a big-time question that, like, nobody really knows because the Rams don't shadow. So are they just going to put him on the side of the field? Is he going to be as good just being on the side of a field? So, you know, I think Julio is interesting for tournaments, but probably not even in this format at not getting any type of multiplier here. Yeah, I mean, this. My, my thoughts personally on this, like, kind of priced here, this might be a little unpopular, but I feel like I kind of want to just play Hopkins. Like, I know the fantasy points have not been there, but he had 12 targets last week. Um, I'm looking at um, – he had three red zone opportunities last week. So, like, I think this a lot, a lot of this is just – I think he's due for some positive regression. And what is he, like 1.2? Um, yeah, I'd be on board with Hopkins a little bit. I, I play him in cash games, not saying – like we don't have to pick someone from this tier, so I'm not saying I will play him, but he would is he's probably the most in consideration for me in this price tier for cash games between him and Lockett. The dude has a 28% target share. Like there, there's no reason to get down on DeAndre Hopkins because he's not finding the end zone right now. Like I, I, I personally agree with you. He's probably my favorite play in this multiplier. Don't know if you'll necessarily need him in cash. Um, you know, kind of scrolling down, we're getting some some decent value on some of these guys. Um, what are your thoughts in this, like, 1.3 to, like, 1.5 range? Uh, let's see here. Pro- probably Woods. I would pl- I would be interested in him. I'd be interested in Boyd. They're both uh, 
Looks like they're both 1.45. I would play both of those guys. I mean, I'd probably save Cooks for tournaments, but I still like him at 1.5. I'll take anybody against the against the Falcons. And then, I mean, John Brown at 1.55 against the Dolphins. I I can't believe I'm saying this, but I would consider him in cash games. Am I an idiot? Nope. <laughs> I don't think you are at all. Like 1.55 – Will Fuller, 1.5. There are some really good multipliers here. Like, I'm going to pat myself on the back again. Um, I can't really reach it without actually trying. But I I talked about Stefan Diggs on this show last week. And I couldn't have been more right. So, um, I wish our producers would, like, just clip that stuff and, like, make me look good on social media or something. What was his multiplier last week? It was like I think one point six five or something. Like it was it was a crazy high number. Um, so uh, Diggs is a guy that like I played in cash last week. Keenan Allen's multiplier is getting more and more interesting at one point three five. Hunter Henry's back. Mike Williams is the red zone guy. Allen's still a guy that's going to get a bunch of targets, but you know he's still a little risky. Boyd at one point four five is another guy that I like here. Galladay is always in play. I know it's a tougher matchup, but he's getting that like multiplier bump. Um, scrolling down, you mentioned Brown. Um, paying attention to the situation with Gold- Green Bay's wide receivers, there's a lot of value. But the guy that kind of stands out to me here, like we really don't know heading into the weekend. I really doubt Sean McVay is going to tell us what he's going to do with Ramsey. Um, he's not that type of coach, but is it Ridley really interesting here at 1.65? If for some reason Julio does get shadowed, like Ridley and Williams seem like touchdown upside guys here at these high multipliers. Yeah, I agree. That stuff, like trying to predict that exact kind of thing is what you want to take shots on and try to just, like we said a little bit ago, just try to be a, be a bit ahead of the field. So yeah, I think that's I think that's perfectly fine. Again, probably not something I do in cash, but definitely a tournament play game. You can, I mean, we've already talked about a handful of these Rams receivers uh, with good multipliers in like the one four one five range. You know, we have a possibility of some good multipliers with their running backs with Brown or Henderson if Gurley doesn't play. So like this is this definitely feels game stackable. I know I'm pretty sure someone in the chat wanted us to do that one later on, so we'll we'll definitely get to that. I'm sure at some point, yeah. I like uh, I like that really call. I think this is very very game stackable. Yeah, and like I don't hate taking shots on these mul- these high multiplier guys in, in in cash games either. But like if I'm looking at like a cash build here, it's early in the week. Um, I'm looking more like a DeAndre Hopkins, John Brown, and then maybe a, a third guy here. I think Keenan Allen has a high enough multiplier to play him in cash games as a floor type play. I think Boyd, if I didn't have Mixon in cash, I don't really want to play both of those guys in cash games. Galladay, um, even Diggs, like, there's enough. And, like, even Will Fuller, his market share is really high. But there's one more guy that I wanted to kind of point out here, and it's Golden Tate. Um, I think his target share will go down a little bit this week. But I don't think it would go down a lot. Like, I think Slayton's target share goes way down um, if Ingram does end up playing, which it sounds like he will. Like, Slayton – had like a 27% target share. Um, so I think Golden Tate's goes down from like 31% to closer to like 25. But I think that's still enough at 1.6. This game's going to score points. There's going to be a lot of points scored in this game. And it's another game stack that I wouldn't mind building maybe when we get done with this cash build. 
Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I think they said Ingram and Saquon were like full go in practice. So uh, yeah, I expect, obviously expect those, both those guys to play. Shepard is key for me too. I think he's still in the concussion protocol. So I don't think we have to worry about him. Yeah. See, I I kind of agree with you on, on Tate. I mean, he had not, he had nine targets last week and Ellison had seven. So like, if you think Ingram comes in and gets seven to eight, yeah, maybe Tate doesn't drop that much. So I'm, I'm on board with what you're saying there. And one thing I want to point out too, I know we're still on a cash bill, but I don't want to forget to say it. We get the stacks. I think when I was on the show with you two weeks ago, we talked about like when we were game stacking, like the highest total on the board and we were game stacking it with the names that weren't necessarily like the marquee names. It was that, I think it was that Falcons, uh, Falcons, Texans game when Phil Fuller went off. Like if you can get these game stacks and ride the multipliers and like, so you're leaving off like some of the big names like Hopkins uh, in, in that game and Julio in that game. I think if you did that, like you were perfectly fine. And I don't, I still think people, don't want to do that. Like they want to stack the game. Like if I'm going to stack the Falcons, I want to stack Julio. If I'm going to stack the Texans, I want to stack Hopkins. Like I think that's a really good opportunity to take advantage of on this site because those multipliers come into play with guys that just don't have the the name recognition like their teammates. Yeah. And just taking shots. Like we have two quarterbacks that will be like Fitzpatrick and we have Tannehill. We really don't know what's going to happen. Everything we've seen so far from Fitzpatrick is he likes Devontae Parker. Devontae Parker has a 1.85x multiplier. He might be an interesting tournament dart. And I think just watching Tannehill when he played with Miami, I think Humphreys is a really good, interesting, like, tournament play this week. I think he's going to be a guy – Tannehill likes those, like, sure, safe-type throws. And I think Humphreys, if you're looking at this roster, like, he – he or Delaney Walker could be really interesting, but we need a third wide receiver here, Andy, for cash. Um, we have Brown and Hopkins in. Is there anybody in this like mid tier like multiplier that you want to kind of look at? I'm again, I'm leaning more towards like Keenan Allen just because I feel like he's pretty safe and he gets a nice multiplier. Yeah, I'm a little worried about Allen just to play devil's advocate, just because the past like three weeks he's had six targets. Uh, topped out at six targets. So I'm a little worried that like the massive share from earlier in the year is not there. That being said, I don't have a, a great answer for you to plug in for that third one. Um, like Fitz it's is at 1.6. Like if, if you don't like yeah. Allen, why don't we just go Robert Woods? Like That's what I was, was going to say him. Yep. Yeah, that's fine with me. Yeah, I would, I would um, say Woods. I'm fine with that. Let's talk tight ends. Um, I, I love the fact that there's so many different ways to go at tight end this week that doesn't include Kittle and Ingram. And that's one of the things that I really like um, about Superdraft. Kittle and Ingram are in amazing spots. Like there, there's not many spots on the board better than going against Washington and Arizona as far as tight end. Like Arizona just like lets their – like whoever's playing them, just your tight end can beat me. We don't care about your tight end. So – Kittle and Ingram, they're in fantastic spots. Hooper is a guy that scored a ton of touchdowns. But, Andy, we're getting really good multipliers on some of these guys, like Hunter Henry, Waller, 1.5x for a guy that has a really high target share. Um, If you like, you know, tournaments, like Everett is 1.6. If if Adams and Allison are out, Jimmy Graham's 1.65. You know, there's – there are some really interesting ways. Even Mark Andrews, who for some reason is not in that elite tier with Ingram and Kittle, like there's so many different ways to go at tight end. 
I mean, it's a three, it's a three horse race for me, I think. Uh, and I kind of have some in each tiers. Like I, I perfectly fine with Ingram. I would play him at one, one prop. I mean, I, I get, I get the Arizona thing. Um, Andrews at 1.35, all, all guys you named Andrews at 1.35 and then Waller at 1.5. Like I would probably play Waller and take that safety net of the, of the multiplier. And he's, I mean, he's in the upper 20s of target share on that team. Like, that's just very rare for a tight end. I know the touchdown equity isn't as high as some of the other big names. But, man, there's just so much volume going his way. Um, I w- if it's me, I'm, if, it's, if I'm building that lineup, that cash line, I'd probably put in Waller. Um, I, I totally forgot to mention when we were talking about wide receivers, I love DK Metcalf this week. Um, I, I completely forgot. Disley not going to be there, like – Russell Wilson's red zone guy has been Disley. And if you're looking at Tyler Lockett and you're looking at Luke Wilson and you're looking at DK Metcalf, like who's going to be the, who's going to be the red zone guy. It's going to be DK Metcalf. Like he's such a huge dude. Um, Like hashtag analysis. Like he is a guy (laughs) that I really like this week and he has a really good multiplier, but I just wanted to point that out really quick. Um, I'm with you on Waller, just pure volume wise at 1.5 in cash. I also would not mind playing Hunter Henry at 1.6, knowing that like the touchdown equity is really high. Uh, for the sake of the show, just kind of scrolling down here a little bit. Um, tournaments in, in cash, I'm with you. I'm playing those guys in, in tournaments, though. There are some really interesting high multiplier guys. You know, I'm gonna just throw out a few names at you here. Delaney Walker. We talked about Ryan Tannehill. He used Charles Clay a ton in the passing game when they were in Miami. Um, the other guy that I really like to kind of pair with your quarterback liking of Allen is Knox. Like Miami is terrible. Knox is 1.85 X. His touchdown equity is kind of good. I, I think that, you know, if you're not playing like a John Brown, or you can play both of them, honestly, if you're playing Allen, if you're making a Buffalo game stack here, because their multipliers are just so high. Like Miami's just so bad. And when we're looking at Knox's, like, snaps, they've been increasing every single week. Um, They're coming off of a a bye week. So I I think that Knox is a guy that you really want to kind of look at here in tournaments. Four or five targets, but one of those is a touchdown at 1.85. Like, you're you're off to the races here. Yeah, I kind of like that, too, because I I think Brown – and maybe we didn't talk about Beasley. I don't think Beasley will be as popular as Brown, but I think it's a way to get away from – some of the more, I don't want to say chalkier, but more popular pass catchers on the Bills. So I wouldn't mind just rolling like an Allen Knox thing, an Allen Knox sack. I hope Allen gets there with his legs a little more than his arm, but like maybe his one or two touchdown passes go to him. So I love that call. I'll throw out the, the Colts tight ends just because I like the game in general. It's so tough to differentiate between those guys as far as who's going to be the guy to get the fantasy points. But Doyle is 1.8. I think Ebron's 1.75, it looks like. I would throw those guys into a tight end spot too, especially in that game stack. Like you're probably not going to like anything on the Houston side. So it'd be, it'd be one of those guys if you want to stack that game up. I think Will Fuller is worth looking at in tournaments. If you're going to stack the Colts side up just because his multiplier is still like 1.5 and his target share is still really high. So um, just kind of scrolling down, like some of the injury guys like Luke Wilson should see more of an uh, opportunity here. Um, we'll have to see Jacksonville, like if who's even going to play, um, you know, their tight ends are really banged up right now. Like it could be, uh, Duvall, I think is how you say his name, Duvall. Um, 
he could be the guy and he has a two X multiplier. So like, if you want to take a, just a shot in the dark, um, you know, Jags are going to have a two X multiplier, but for this team, for this cash build, we're going to throw Waller in there. Um, we did what we usually do. We spend about half the show. Um, I don't mind like if Swam passes concussion protocol, I would go back to the well on him, but I, I like where we're at with this build. Again, I say it almost every week. Um, I typically go running backs and flex, but if there's ever a site to take shots on in wide receivers with high multipliers and flex, it's this one. So cash, I'm taking the floor. I'm going to leave flex open. Uh, we already did have a request to build a, a stack here. If you guys have any other ones that you kind of want us to look at, we will um, see if we have time. But uh, the Rams and the, the Falcons, um, this game featuring – uh, 54 and a half total. It's again, one of the higher game. I think it's the highest total on the main slate. Um, so no shock, no shocker that people want us to build a stack here. If we're just looking at it, like, are we going Jared Goff? We going Matt Ryan. Um, we're not building a game stack without a quarterback. Yeah, this one's tough for me because my initial inclination would just be to say Matt Ryan, um, but I also like, I don't know. I like, I think I like pairing. I like Goff's target, his, his correlation partners better than, than Ryan. So, and I don't know, will people, will people look at the recency bias? I know he struggled last week. So maybe I would, I guess I would probably say Goff, he's at 1.25 Ryan's at 1.15. You get a little multiplier win there. So yeah, if I'm building it, I probably start with Goff. I'm curious to hear what you have to say though. I like Jared Goff. I don't usually typically have a huge player pool when it comes to quarterbacks, but he'll be in my player pool this week. Atlanta, they're just getting torched by quarterbacks this year. Like, they're allowing the most fantasy points per game. I think they've allowed over 20 fantasy points to every quarterback they face this year. You give me 20 times the the 1.25, like, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting good there. So, um, I'm with you. I'm going to go Jared Goff with this build. Not knowing the running back situation for the Rams, it's tough. Um, if we get news that Gurley, Brown's limited, like obviously Henderson, I don't hate Devontae Freeman. He's starting to see more and more work, um, but like it's still like Edo Smith is there taking carries, so I hate that. But do you want to have a running back here in this one? I was just looking at um, looking at building one without and just hope it's so much so much of the scoring comes through the air. Um, yeah, like that's that's tough to say without, like you said, without knowing the Rams situation, because if for some reason Gurley and Brown are out, then you're dealing with massive chalk on Henderson. That's going to be a concern. Uh, I don't know it, how. Andy. You eat it. I, I, would, I would for sure eat it. <laughs> you, you just you, – you Who are you talking to? You <laughs> Who are you talking to? Of course I would eat it. Um, I'm the contrarian yeah, so, guy, and I'm saying eat it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lock button then. Um, yeah, so maybe just him and then do like a Ridley – just a maybe just a, just a Henderson at running back and maybe from the Falcon side of things, just bring it back with Ridley like you said or, or maybe one other guy. I don't know. What do you want to do? Yeah, like if you're doing this build, obviously it's it's really early in the week, so it's tough. But like my initial build of this stack would be what I have up on screen right now: Jared Goff, Henderson, Woods, Ridley. Um, and you could you could even go like you could even like take Robert Woods out and go potentially like Everett. But Woods's multiplier is so close to um, Everett's that I would prefer Woods just because they're going to try to get him involved and. 
chat. I'm saying if if Brown and Gurley sit is where I would no doubtably eat the Henderson chalk. Uh, just want to make sure that's clear. They both I mean, have to be out. Both of them, yeah. And I, what was Brown's injury? I missed that one too. Um, I think it was groin. Yeah, I know you had that good first drive and then did squat after it. Um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, there's so much. We probably won't know for sure until Friday, and who knows, maybe even Sunday morning. So, a lot, yeah, a lot to go on. But, yeah, eat the eat the chalk on Henderson if that Ankle. comes to fruition. Ankle. Ankle, yeah. I want Brown to play. I want Gurley to sit and Brown to play because then I want to <laughs> play Henderson. Like, I think Henderson's the better play. So, like, if I'm building a Atlanta-LA stack, this would be my base. Um, and, like, you – you know, looking at it, like, you could potentially go Sanu if you want to go full on. Like, if you think this game is going to just have a ton of points scored just in general, I don't hate throwing Sanu in there as well um, at 1.75 and just hoping that he finds a touchdown. Hooper's multiplier is so close to Julio's, and they're just um, so low that I wouldn't do double Atlanta players if I'm taking, like, Hooper and Julio. I would – take these secondary options and just hope that this is like an absolute shootout, you know, 28 to 35 type of game. Yeah, that's what I'm on board with that. And that's kind of what we mentioned, you know, 20 minutes ago or so you're getting not the big names, the biggest names of the, of the stack here. So I, I love doing that on the site. I think that's a way to be a little bit different, but still like not be mathematically different. I think you're still playing really good guys because of the multipliers. Yeah. Like, you at 1.65 and 1.75 you get a touchdown it really like if you get that second touchdown like you're you're so far off to the races there um i said i wanted to build an arizona new york giants game stack this is one of those games that people don't like i think people are catching more on more and more this year but like pace has really been a thing in the nfl for years now and like Arizona's playing so fast that like the Giants players are so interesting. I'm going to go ahead and throw Daniel Jones in here just because we're going to take the high multiplier and save some time here. I like both these guys. The thing that's interesting here is do you play either one of the running backs um, with Barkley's multiplier so low? And if you're going to play a running back from Arizona, do you take Johnson or do you take Edmonds and just kind of hope they keep working him in um, more and more every week? I mean, to answer your first question, I, w- I would have no problem playing either of the, the main running backs. Even though Saquon's at 1.1, like, the guy has ceiling because he's Saquon. So, like, he's the three-down back passing game usage goal line work. So, like, I would have no problem playing him. So, I'll get that out of the way. The the David Johnson, um, Chase Edmonds discussion is a little different for me. What's – uh? I haven't even, I didn't notice what Chase is at. He's at 1.75. So still, I mean, he was two, maybe like he's, I know they're working him in more, but still he was 30, basically just a shade under 30% of the snaps last week. So I get it. Like it, it, he, he did a lot with it, but still, I'm just not, I don't like chasing, chasing stuff on 30% of snaps is actually down from the week before. So I would probably not play him in a main, in a main lineup. If I'm making a bunch of game stacks, I would, I would throw him in some for sure. But, yeah, he's only 1.75. If he was two, that would mean a lot more to me. I would probably just stick to the two main running backs if you were even going there in the first place. Yeah, and, like, Edmonds, you're probably only going to get at max 10 touches unless Johnson gets hurt. So, like, it's really a flyer-type play. 
the wide receivers are kind of where I want to take advantage of it. Like, just look at these multipliers. Like, I know Fitzgerald hasn't done much recently, but look at the multipliers. The lowest multiplier is Shepard, who is in concussion protocol. He's his second concussion this season. There's a really good chance that he doesn't play. If Kirk is back, he's 1.65. Fitz is 1.6. Golden Tate's 1.6. Even if you want to take a, a flyer on like a Slayton, who, like you said, Ellison had targets last week. It, we're not going to assume that Slayton's just going to disappear this weekend. Like, look at these multipliers on this game stack. And one of the reasons I like this game stack so much is just because the wide receivers, if I get two or three passing touchdowns on either side here, like, hopefully they're going to these wide receivers. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's like you kind of have to figure out – the problem is you, you have to figure out who you're prioritizing here because you don't want to, like, go too overboard. But, I mean, it has the second highest total on the week. Like you said, with all these great multipliers, you know, I think, you know, we've mentioned Ingram's probably going to play. Shepard's probably not going to play. Still like Tate. I would probably start with Tate and then Fitzgerald. Cause I don't think if you're stacking this, I don't really think that anyone's still going to carry too much ownership regardless, just cause there's so many options, right? Yeah. Um, I think that when you're looking at wide receiver, when we were breaking it down, there's a lot of options in this range. So I don't think anybody really gets over like a 20% um, ownership here on super draft in this range. So um, Kirk returned to practice last week. They, they decided to hold him out. Like there's a good chance Kirk plays this week. So like you can go, you can skip the running backs and, and go like Tate Slayton Kirk. And if you get two touchdowns out of those three players, like you're you're probably sitting really good. Um, there's so many different ways that you can build this stack, and it just it was one of those ones where my initial research when I was looking at this slate, like when I was looking at these multipliers this morning on this site, this game stack really stood out to me comparing it to like the Vegas total. Yeah, and it's just strictly just because of those multipliers, I think too. I don't know. It'll be curious to see. I still think people probably the, – the the Rams-Falcons win is so much higher in uh, Vegas total. I think that will probably garner the most. So, yeah, I'm, I'm in agreement. I do like that as a second uh, as a second one to go to and, and probably my favorite one. I think you sold me a little bit on it. All right, one more, Andy, and then we're going to get out of here. Um, <laughs> I love these ones. These are always fun. Let's do an ugly Miami-Buffalo game stack because this game is going to be ugly. Let's just – you know, you look at – Teams that have high implied team totals, the Buffalo Bills have one of the highest implied team totals on the slate. So we're gonna put in we're gonna put in Josh Allen because we both agree that even at one point two, he has an, enough ceiling here. Um, if we're building this game stack, do you take a shot on the running backs, or do you want to go like a John Brown like Knox type build? Knox is in this lineup regardless, just so you know. Like, I, I have to control the mouse. Um, so, like, Knox is in. So, do you want to play a running back with him or do you want to play a wide receiver with him? I'm trying to, like, mentally go through how this game script would go that I would like to also play Dolphins with it. And I I, I think that does not mean it involves Frank Gore. All right. So, so like a, a John Brown, Devontae Parker type build. Um, yeah. Preston Williams is 1.9. Parker is 1.85. Like, you can mix these guys in. 
like if you're taking advantage of this like eight dollar tournament and you're playing four, 40 entries in this um super eight tournament over there on super draft like i would have three to five teams with parker uh, i think this week just fitzpatrick is he's gonna chuck like that's what he does like you got to play some buffalo defense this week because there's a there's even a chance that like fitzpatrick throws a pick six he chucks oh yeah so in this build i personally i would be like an allen knox brown take advantage of the multipliers of the wide receivers and tight ends yeah. run it back with like a parker um that was gonna that was gonna be my question dude do you want to go anyone past parker or just kind of hope he does enough to keep it somewhat close it would and be parker and or preston williams at 1.9 they're both yeah. such high multipliers if Albert Wilson plays, like he always has that deep ball like potential, but just watching as, as as bad as the Dolphins has been this year, like it would be those two guys. And like even when Fitzpatrick came in when he re- relieved Ross and Rosen this weekend, like he locked in on Devontae Parker right when they got in the red zone. So uh, I'm telling you, I think Devontae Parker is the wide receiver you want from Miami this week. Yep, I'm on board with that. Preston Williams will probably score two touchdowns. So. <laughs> or Mike Gisecki. Yeah, right. Um, we have a few minutes. Let's just go ahead and build out the rest of this team. Uh, we talked about a lot of running backs that we we liked here um, as we were doing tournament builds. I'm going to go ahead and throw out my favorite one here. It's Josh Jacobs. Um, we talked about him when we were building in cash. Uh, do you have a guy you kind of want to build here with this team? Just kind of like a – not from the game side, just like kind of a one-off a guy I like? Yeah. Yeah. Let's see Maybe here. a higher uh, multiplier guy. Mm, I like putting you on the spot. You're welcome. Chris Thompson. All right. I like it. They're trailing, potentially trailing in that game. I, I think that that's a good one. Um, assuming that he plays – I know he's a little banged up. Assuming that he plays um, – I like it. 1.9x multiplier. The game script for that game is San Francisco should crush Washington. So uh, Washington trailing. I, I like that call. That's an interesting one. Um, is there any wide receivers that we I, – I mentioned DK Metcalf when we were going. Like 1.65 for DK, Met, DK Metcalf is so juicy. I will say Jimmy Smith is expected back for Baltimore this week. That's going to help them tremendously. Um, but – I'm looking at red zone targets and I think DK Metcalf is going to be interesting. And the gazelle man, Tyrell Williams is 1.65. Uh, Super draft is really down on this um, Oakland passing game against green Bay this week. Yeah. I don't think there's anyone that we didn't mention. Maybe like, I mean, we, we talked about him a little bit, but, and mentioned him in the game sack, but maybe Brandon cooks at 1.45. I, I really like your Metcalf call. Cause like, I would – I mean, I'm not – I wouldn't play him, but I would consider him in cash games. I'd probably play Lockett well ahead of him, so I wouldn't want to play two of them. But at 1.5 and no Disley, I think – I think you can – I think you can absolutely play him in all formats. Uh, yeah, probably Cooks would be the guy I'd, I'd mention as just a one-off type play just because he has that ceiling. Um, nothing – nothing standing out otherwise that we haven't already mentioned. Yeah, Fuller, another one-off. Um, for the sake yeah. of this team, uh, I kind of took over this team from Andy. You're welcome. I'm going to put in DK Metcalf. <laughs> like – just looking at the multipliers on this team, if, if you hit on a team like this, like you're cruising, like you're you're cruising over there. So you um, took over the Bills Dolphins game sack. I'm fine with that. 
Yeah, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> res- resident Dolphins fan. I, I still own it. Um, keep losing. I was so happy to see Drake drop that. Um, so, uh, any final thoughts before we get out of here? I don't think so, man. Uh, pleasure to do a show with you as always. Um, right. I don't know how many of these gonna, will be on there. I'm going to interrupt you really quick. I okay. want your your initial thoughts on basketball super draft price or like just their scoring. Um, I, I'm pulling it up really quick. Um, it looks pretty basic, Andy. You're getting a triple double bonus, a double double bonus, minus a point for turnovers, three right. points for steal, three points for block. So it looks Ooh. like it's a it's a mix between FanDuel and DraftKings. Yeah. yeah, that's what they do with football too. I like it. Um, so yeah, like. I'd have to like actually crunch numbers, but you know, like for DraftKings scoring is so beneficial to stars because of the bonuses and less for turnovers. So it kind of sounds like it's ironing some of that out a little bit. Um, but yeah, the block steal. So like AD Giannis, um, those, so like if I'm target, just, and this is completely off the top of my head. If I'm targeting stars, I really want to target stars who are getting the most blocks and steals too. So like maybe Harden takes a little bit of a dip behind the ADs and the Giannis's and those types. Well, you got to remember, no salary cap. You get three guards, three forwards, and a center. So yeah, there's going to be – like, I'm just looking at, like, opening night, the six-game opening night slate. You're going to have a ton of value um, in some of these guys that get blocks and steals because I'm, I'm seeing a few here um, with high multipliers. So it, it's going to be a fun site to play NBA on. I'm going to have to find out if there's late swap or not. Um for their NBA product, but I, I like putting you on the spot. I know there's not a show behind <laughs> us, so I know I, I, I could do it really quick. And like, I want to give them, you know, proper shout out. They, they've been awesome sponsors of the show and stuff. So, um, yeah, so I, I like it. There's a PGA product and an NHL product as well, but uh, plenty of NFL stuff going on over there. Oh, I, I, ADs I at 1.2, Stevie. ADs at 1.2. <laughs> All the blocks. Oh my gosh. And he's excited now. I, I found I found a I found a site where you can play like all the stars at like one multipliers and all together. Steph's at one point two. Also, oh man, I'm playing there opening night. <laughs> all right, I interrupted you. Give me your final thoughts, and then we'll get out of here. No, I had nothing, man. I was I just appreciate. I just like doing shows with you. It was always fun as fun as always. And uh, um, I don't know how many of these I'll be on since NBA starts next week going forward. So um, if it is my last one, I had fun, dude. It's been a blast, my friend. Um, excited for all your NBA stuff here. NBA, if you are one of the combo premium play- people here, um, if you're paying that $39, $39.99 a month to get NFL premium, you'll get NBA as well. Um, so make sure you're checking out Meansy. He does a ton of great work here with NBA. That's going to wrap it up here for the Super Draft lineup building show. Superdraft.io. Use the promo code GRINDERS. Get that 10 bucks. Take advantage of free money. And uh, appreciate them doing this show. And we'll be back next Wednesday. Good luck, and we'll see you then.